good evening, afternoon, middle of the night, butt crack of dawn, whatever the story may be, wherever you are. Welcome <laughs> to Creepy Kitch. I'm Stacy. With me, as always, is Cindy. Say hello. Hello. Cindy. Hello. There you go. And this yeah, is going good. to be our Equinox cast, which means a bonkers episode. So it will henceforth be referred to as Equicast, Castanox. We haven't decided yet. We All portmanteaus yet. are welcome. It keeps changing. Like we're like Equicast, Castanox, Equinox yep. cast. The bonkers episode. We don't know. We don't know. The one in between the porn and the regular. Yes. And don't I may have <laughs> ever. And I, and I may have an episode, or I may have a suggestion for our next Equicast too. Oh God! For a I'm, movie I'm, that's come across my. I haven't watched it, and everybody I know who's seen it says that it's this nightmarish mishmash of what the fuck, but I don't think it's porn, so we at least have that going for us. Well, hey, you know what? As long as it's not porn, I'm I'm good. Right. I, it's we're, we're not gonna accidentally get sinful dwarfed. I don't want to get sinful dwarfed ever again. Mm-hmm. Like ever no. again. And uh that's that part, we kind of sinful dwarfed ourselves. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, totally. That was totally. But, but in our defense, <laughs> In our defense, nothing in the previews had suggested that it was porn. You just suggested it was just some strange serial killing small person. I mean, that's... Right, some weird 60s strangeness. And I would also like to point out that in the uh, preview, every shot of every female was from, like, the clavicle up. Because every woman wearing a shirt in that movie, the shirt was so see-through and they wore no bra that it was just nip-nops aplenty. There were so many nipples and like not just I was laughing because I was actually listening back on that episode just recently just because I was like, ah, shits and giggles. Let's let's think. Sure, uh, my God, I forgot how bizarre that movie is until I started hearing us talking about it again. Oh God. The fact that I almost forgot there were musical numbers in it. Right. The weird shit with the yeah. mom and doing the Marlena Dietrich like singer and Well, and she yeah. did the Marlena Dietrich bit and, and Yes. The, the quote-unquote scar on her cheek that just looked like rubber cement that somebody had and smeared. she did that whole number that was like a Carmen Miranda number and she yeah. was like oh yeah I almost forgot yeah, about that and then I to that episode and I was like oh, it was a musical it was like a movie that was also this lady's improv reel yeah it, it really upset me the movie it was like a movie mixed with this lady's audition for SNL yes <laughs> needless to say she didn't get in Needless to say, Lauren Michaels kind of passed on that one. <laughs> well, yeah, considering the fact that SNL didn't exist yet, you know, made it doubly hard. But you know what? I'm I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> not gonna lie. Although I'm not going to lie, I would be curious to see what the energy that she brought to SNL. I actually would love to see just like her alongside like Chris Kattan doing you know, <laughs> doing right. doing Mango or something like yeah. that, something like that, or yeah, just as the Goat Boy. Yeah, just there. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> right. We could finally see Wayne and Garth do an anti-swing. Oh God, yeah, that whole movie was an anti-swing. Not gonna it lie, really was. Like, it's one of those movies where, cause like, I like, like, I like Dadaism. You know, I'm down for the. I'm down for the weird things sometimes. Know, yeah, you know, let's do weird and silly and hilarious. I mean, you know, the movie that we're gonna review is a is a beautiful example of that. Yeah, but. But this was the kind of confusing where it's like, I, I feel ucky inside. I felt and gross. I, like I, needed I want an adult. Yeah, like I, I need 
I need an adult to hide behind. And that's really problematic <laughs> because we're in our 40s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the adults here. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> we're the adults, which means you guys are fucked. Because I kind of felt like we were watching a movie we that shouldn't have ever been seen by human eyes. Right? Like, or it was like somebody else's nightmare. Yeah, it was just... Like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't like any of this. I listen to the episode. The episode is actually up. Um, I That's one of the back episodes I did upload. Uh, mm. it, it's Equinox is the title. I don't remember what number, but it's pretty easy to find because there's not did that many do, uploaded. Did we do Equinox and the but, Sinful Dwarf in the same episode? Yes, we did. Jesus, God. And Equinox Somebody is actually... save us from ourselves. And charming, and then thank God we had to watch Equinox because it was at least... Silly and charming. Uh, I mean, sort of, in parts. I thought it was kind of charming in a weird, horrible way. I'll agree with you. Like, I don't ever want to watch it again, but I like knowing it's out there. Yes. It's just one of those so bad it's good movies type of thing, but it's not the best movies. And sometimes it was just so bad it's bad. Yes. But it was not the simple dwarf where she was, oh, God, my eyes. Which was, you know, I need a priest, like what we were talking about earlier. I need an old priest and a young priest. A young priest, exactly. (laughs) Please, for the love of God. So anyway, we are back for uh, Castanox, Equicast, Equinox Cast, call it what you will. Um, And we are talking about it, and I'm so excited because I love this movie. Uh, Dave made a movie. I'm definitely, when I have a little bit more cash flow, if it's available on Blu-ray, I'm buying it because I want all the special features. It is so fun. It was made back in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. Up on my radar by pure accident. Um, not really accident. It was just one of those. I've seen it. I've seen people I know talk about it, like on social media and stuff like that. And then it never really crossed my radar until my friend Captain and his wife were over and they said, hey, have you seen Dave Made a Maze? Have you and Stacy talked about it yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, dude. <laughs> so uh lauren his wife came over and we were doing like a fun sewing night and just kind of hanging mm-hmm. out and she's like oh let's watch dave make made a maze because i've been wanting you to just see this and i want to watch it with you so i'm like sure so we turned it on and it was the most entertaining night of my life i laughed so hard i had a glass of wine in one hand and i was it's just fun i'm so glad and i was like this is a perfect movie for us to talk about on this episode mm-hmm. well this is one i had heard of because i think i think it came out uh, Night of the Living podcast covered it like way the hell back in 2017 I think they covered it and yeah. I remembered thinking well, that just sounds like fucking fun and then you know and then you know got distracted by something shiny and forgot all about it yeah and mean. so I saw it pop up on Prime and I was like fuck I wanted to see that and it was just as that was happening that you suggested it and it was like yes this is kismet it was meant to be meant here <laughs> in the world of cardboard so we are about to get started. Did you want to start with our usual standards or get right yes, to the movie? No, uh, no standards because we skipped it last time and I don't oh, like it. Good. Well, the thing is, is I didn't mind skipping it for um, for uh, the... Um, no, because then I didn't get to talk about how I wanted to do Grimm. I wanted to, but I like wanted to get right into the orc dick. <laughs> I wanted to get, I wanted to get onto the orc dick, and you cock blocked me. I you did cram jammed me. I did not. You did not let me say I would fuck Grim, even though he's kind of a monster. 
What do you mean? You said that on your own without me having to say who your romance crush was. I know. But I think you said it multiple times, to be perfectly probably. frank, that you're like, I'd I mean, fuck, fuck, right. fuck him. I'd fuck him. There was a lot of I'd fuck him going on. I'm just saying. I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway, let's start with uh, Horror Crush. So since you are so eager to fuck something, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always eager to fuck something. That's my problem. Uh, it's like a black hole between my legs. Do you dare? This really didn't help since I think most of our male listeners are gay and I probably just pushed them that much further away from the vagina. But, uh, so I have two crushes. Big fucking shock there. Shocking. Uh, I've been rereading some books lately, actually. And there's this, I actually have a, like the hero's hot, don't get me wrong, because he's a Thundercat and God knows I always want to fuck me some Thundercats. <laughs> but uh, the heroine is actually kind of my crush in this book because she's so fucking capable. So the book is called uh, Engineering Fate, and it's by Alexis B. Osborne, who I've totally fangirl gushed over. And we have to do her book, uh, Mate for the Alien Porn Star, because she her she doesn't have a, a main male character. She has an intersex character in that role. And it is so nice. fucking hot. And Sasha is the name of the heroine, but she's an engineer for essentially a space corps. And so it's the kind of thing where it's kind of everybody joins because if you want to be able to do anything in life, you have to join. Like it's, it's a lot like, uh, it reminds me of without being derivative. Starship Troopers. Yes. I was going to say, it reminds me of Starship Troopers. We're like, yep. it was the one who the only reason she joined was because she wanted to have a kid. And I want to say it's the same setup for this. Don't, I'm not hundred percent on that, but. Except they fucked the what, bugs. No, they were <laughs> <laughs> no but i'd read that um <laughs> susan Trombley is actually coming out with something that has something adjacent to that yeah, anyway legit. so uh what ends up happening is sasha is she's she's approaching the end of her like enlistment basically she's an engineer she's not like a great soldier she was never a great soldier but she's a really good engineer and so basically they've sent her out onto like the edge of occupied space where she basically monkey wrenches like all of the satellites and shit and like keeps everything from deep space cooperatively like functioning essentially. And she's by herself. She's been by herself for like five years. And she ends up accidentally hitting a wormhole and she ends up going through a fold and ends up in a section of space that no humans ever been to before. There's a lot of like established civilizations but there are like nobody's ever seen a human before and so she's this like fascinating little pink thing but she ends up meeting up with she 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 basically gets trafficked like immediately but because uh -huh. nobody can understand what she's saying the traffickers are like no she's an animal see she's not sentient despite the fact that like she's wearing clothes and is clearly trying to communicate but she meets Ardalon he of the Thundercats and he's a huge like sort of feline lion-ish uh, uh, species. And he's actually a cop undercover trying to stop these traffickers. And so she's kind of like, he wants to help her. He wants to get her out of there, but he needs her to stay in place long enough so that he can be like, fuck, gotcha. Well, <laughs> Sasha basically dips and flips uh, Ardalon the double birds and gets herself out of there. But it's really cool because Sasha is a character who she's not written in God mode. Like there's this thing that I fucking hate right now in romance. And I'm, I hate it for me. I'm, if people enjoy reading it, I'm super fucking glad it's out there for them to read. But I don't personally enjoy it where it's mm -hmm. always the, the, the cover art is always some chick and she's either in skin tight clothing 
scanty clothing or skin tight scanty clothing and she's holding like a sword or a knife or a gun and then there's some like and, and, and you know like her hair is flawless and she has perfect makeup and and she's probably wearing high heels and there's some big <laughs> burly you know demon or whatever behind you and it's this whole thing where it's like she's an ass kicker and it's like I don't relate to an ass kicker you know what I mean yeah. like no I know what you mean. Of, and, and the cool thing is that Sasha is an ass kicker but Sasha's an ass kicker because Sasha is forced to in this situation and so the cool thing about her is several times she gets herself out of truly dangerous situations and it's because she's scrappy not because she's playing in god mode you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah. it's kind of for me. It would kind of be like the difference between like Laura Croft and Samus or Samus. I don't know how you pronounce her name from Metroid. Like the fact yeah. that Samus is a girl. Nobody fucking knew Samus was a girl for like three games. Yeah, and uh, see, now I hate this because I, I I feel like I'm slut shaming, and that's not my intent. My intent is she's a survivor because she has to be a survivor. Not because she's playing in in God mode, basically. Does that make sense? No, I, I think that makes total sense. I don't okay. think that you're slut shaming just by saying, you're not saying, you, what you are saying is that they're not um, perfect. Right, yeah. And it's, yeah, they're just not perfect the characters, thing, which I think yeah. is totally legit. Well, and there's a great scene that's, it's, it's, it's not even the climax of the book, where she gets abducted essentially out from under Ardalan's nose because they're using her with her consent as bait to catch the guy who's like in charge of this whole trafficking thing and he's a senator and he ends up abducting her and he's basically going to turn her into his little fleshlight basically and so he's essentially telling her like you know you can relax and go along with it and enjoy yourself or you can fight I don't really care either way and she's just like cool cool can I go to the bathroom and he lets her go to the bathroom and she hides in the bathroom until he comes in and uh, she gets him, they start fighting and she gets him in a leg lock around his throat. And she basically uses her leg and chokes the motherfucker to death. And mm-hmm. it's really fucking cool because I mean, the thing is, is, you know, she's like five foot three. She's on the doughy side. Cause she's been living in deep space for five years, eating snacks, you know? Yeah. But she's like I said, she's a survivor. And she also, uh, because she's in space core, she has nanos in her system that aid, aid her healing. So she'll go for shit that would kill her otherwise, but she knows she has the nanos. And so she gets her leg around his neck, which is actually a great fucking way to drop somebody if you can hold them. Wraps her, she gets her knee around his neck because he's got her pinned on the bed. She gets her knee around his neck, grabs her ankle and pulls it tight and cuts off all of his air supply. And he ends up just shredding her thighs his claws mm-hmm. and it's this whole thing where she is like white knuckling it she can't let go she can't let go it hurts so goddamn bad she's bleeding so fucking much but she knows that she's got to outweigh him and so just reading that section it's not like yeah you get him it's one of those where you're like oh god is she gonna make it yeah and she does but then afterwards it's like she has to lay there in the bed and literally hold her leg shut to Mm -hmm. stop from bleeding to death basically so the nanos can get to work like he flayed her down to the bone yeah and and so it's just this fucking awesome it's like it's not like i'm a badass magical bounty hunter or something like that which again if you dig that more speed to you and i don't think that 
um i for me for when it comes to like things like that i don't think i think it's just a matter of how the author writes the character that's, that's very true that's very i mean true. you can have a character that Absolutely. is a badass and stuff but if they and that's totally fine if that's what Absolutely. the character yes, calls for Stark, but you can also keep them you could also keep them vulnerable too and still right. have them as, be a skilled badass and i just think that is just a that's just the way the author writes the character there I, are yeah, books out there that correct. write these uh, you know, quote unquote, Mary Sue's type, type of characters or the God mode characters for the guys mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I mean, hell, there's some dude characters where I would be reading a series and I was like, I got to step away because you've made this character way too powerful. And mm-hmm. and I'm at the point now where I'm just like, it's just so boring now because there's no challenge it feels right. like well, you know no, he's just gonna pull yeah. it out of his ass you know you don't have so any I emotional mean, tension it's there, exciting when you do get i mean uh when you do get a character that has that vulnerability and has mm-hmm. that you know little bit of are they gonna survive this are they gonna do that you know i mean granted mm-hmm. it's romance so yeah there's gonna be a happily ever of after course. but who cares right. at least they're gonna make your work for it the whole way down right you know? well and that's the thing and i should and you're correct and I, I appreciate you pointing that out like stacia stark does an excellent series who actually it actually is a magical bounty hunter but mm-hmm. uh it's the deal deals with demons series that i i recommend but I don't know. There's just something about Sasha where it's one of those things where it's like it's like seeing somebody on like I survived. You know what I mean? Where they're like Yeah, yeah. They're they've lived, they're functional. But you know, they were kind of wobbly when they got out of it the first time, you know? Like well, yeah, obviously. They so take, she kind of realistic, damage, I know. think is like and I think that's the thing that I really appreciate about her is she's not like, fuck yeah, bring it on. She's like, All right, let's do this. Yeah. Fuck. And so, you know, and, and the fact that she gets, like, sincerely fucked up in the process is part of what I really appreciate about her. So I have a total girl crush on her and really, really recommend people read the series. Sweet. Um, and then my second crush is not going to surprise you in the slightest. Can you guess who it is? Are you going to say you want to fuck Grim? Uh, no, I do want to. I do want to fuck Grim. But no, that's, that's it, what it, I was expecting. I'm not gonna lie. No, I was no, all no, like, this is, this she's is, gonna want to fuck Grim, everyone. I mean, I do. I want to fuck Grim, um, but it's the Minotaur. <laughs> of course, it's the Minotaur. I knew it. I knew it was the Minotaur. I fucking knew it. Oh god, we'll get more into it in the movie. But the minute I saw that Minotaur, I'm like, Stacy's gonna want to fuck that Minotaur. The like that was I like, saw... yeah. His man cow boobs. I was just like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Send yeah. me to the Minotaur. And we'll go into the Minotaur him. in a minute with the film. There is a Minotaur in Dave Made a Maze yes, because, of course, a there's a Minotaur. A it's a fucking labyrinth. So, yes, there is a goddamn Minotaur. Exactly. <laughs> there's exactly. either going to be a Minotaur or there's going to be David Bowie. That's what you get out of a labyrinth. I mean, I would have, I personally would have enjoyed both for sure. I would have loved both. There, right. there could, we, could be a Minotaur that looks like David Bowie. I mean, I would have been I down mean, for all of that. That's an interesting you idea. Fuck the Minotaur. I, I, well, I'm curious about an asexual androgynous, or not asexual, an androgynous. Uh, okay, someone uh, needs to. I don't uh, think you can land it. Someone needs to figure that out. Um, if you know of a book that does write that, please let us know because I will read it in a heartbeat. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> I'll read it out of curiosity, but I do prefer my Minotaur's beefy. True, but I would just want to see how it's done because if you can do it right, right, that's just it. That's the, I'm just saying. Hundred percent. I'm just saying that. You know, Finley Fenn was an author that took all the tropes I didn't think I'd like and made me love them. So, yep. I mean, anything's possible. Yep. <laughs> Once you say. get one of those writers, you're just like, what fucking voodoo is this? I know. How did you do that? <laughs> all right, so like, I got Finley mine. Fenn. Okay, go ahead. 
which um, actually is horror movie related, believe it or not, because I was kind of dabbling in some horror movies and stuff. And it's nice, uh, nice. Daniel Kalua from Get Out. And I just recently oh, finally watch watched that. it. Nope. And he was even better in Nope than he was in Get Out. Oh, and well, I love he, him. I need to, I want to see Nope. One, I love this guy because I really think he's a chameleon actor. He's just one of those mm-hmm. guys that really can embody the character you give him. Because in Get Out, he was so, like, such a sweet, you know, young mm-hmm. guy. And in this one, he plays, like, such a jaded, over-it type of hero. And I loved him so much in No, because we had him opposite of Kiki Palmer, who played his sister, and mm-hmm. she was such this amazing bundle of energy. And he Kiki was Palmer. just this total, like, flatlined, I am so over this bullshit type of character. I don't want to go into it too much because Nope is one of those movies that I went into it completely blind. I managed to avoid every single spoiler about that film. The only thing I kind of I knew about it was what I learned from the trailers, which was, oh, it must mm-hmm. be about aliens or whatever. I'm not going to say a word about it because the best thing about Nope was going in blind. I was, it's the same way I felt about watching Barbarian, which is also amazing. I need to see was that I went too. in completely blind. I had no idea what either of them were about. And I'm not going to give any spoilers because that was, was so amazing about both of those films. But I cannot say more, more stuff about Daniel Kaluuya than one, he's a handsome motherfucker. Two, he, he was so fucking good in Nope. He just like, uh, he made my heart go pitter-patter. He was on a horse. He was like I so deadpan it. and wonderful. Uh, he looks great with a goatee. Uh, he's like, and him and Kiki Palmer had the best chemistry. As you, re- they were really believable brother and sister. Like you really felt it. Um, so go watch Nope. And they, oh, he's just one. I love him in everything. There's not been one movie I disliked him in. I've just been like, you are great in everything, sir. Everything. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I will go see any movie he is in at this point, like any film. If it comes out, I'll be like, yep, gonna go see that. Oh, you're gonna, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go see that too. I don't care what the hell it is. I will go, I will hunt it down and go see it because he is just Guillermo del Toro. The minute, the minute oh my God, if he was there. in something with Guillermo del Toro, I would be like camping out to get tickets. My ovaries will explode. And <laughs> it's just, yeah. He's awesome. And he was very good in Nope. Everyone was really good in Nope. But he was, yeah, he he stole the film for me. I thought it was great. Um, please watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. And I believe it actually might last come with your Prime. Last time I checked. No, last time I was checked, still paying. Okay. Oh, um, God, it's so I, worth it. I, I I'm really going to buy it. it. So I'm going to probably it... buy it. And, oh, man, it's so good. It's uh, It was, uh, if I guess I bought it. And that means that it was worth the money because I need to go and like own this movie. It was fan fucking tastic. Speaking of movies that uh, we got to talk about and that you need to see violent night with David. Yes. Well, we are going to talk about that in our next episode. Are we going to do that next episode? Okay, sweet. Well, I, I was hoping we would because I really want to watch down it. For it. So. I'm totally fucking right. I've already watched it. I'll watch it again. So next episode is Violent Night. <laughs> it is so Yeah, so that's a movie. Fucking that's the same people kiss. who did um, and you need to watch it is the first movie they did was Nobody. Same like writer, director, I believe. And it's I with um, it's so good. It's this really great action movie. And uh, Bob Odenkirk is the hero. Nice. And he's so good. And he's like, I have never been sexually aroused by Bob Odenkirk until this movie. That's what I'm, like, I'm, I'm just like, well, I am sexually aroused by Bob Odenkirk, well, and I never I thought this was ever going to happen. 
I, I learned something, something about myself that, that night. And I, I, I came to terms with it. I'm to, to adjust to. Yeah, the I mean, I've always been that... like, he's a good actor. I like him in Better Call Saul. And then I'm like, he's beating people up really well. And I am sexually attracted to him. Right. And I don't and know what to do with myself now. It. It's yeah, fine. So, yeah, check it out. reminds me of uh, History of Violence. That's it. Oh, History of Violence. Yeah. yeah. Now, this Same is like, thing this is like the... a fun version of History of Violence. Right. <laughs> it's Without like the, the fun version. Upsetting mafia connections. No, uh, it's just, it's yeah, very fun. Yeah, I have fun. to check that out, that looks really, <laughs> yeah. that does look really fun. No, yeah, it's I just, worth it. I fucking loved Violent Night. It's, it is, it lives up to its name. It's a great piece to put in with uh, Krampus and Gremlins. That's what I figured. Perversely violent, amusing Christmas movies. All right, but, so do you want to get right into Dave Made a Maze or? Oh, we got to do our fuck off. Oh, shit. Oh, you're right. God, what are you new here? <laughs> I can't help it. I've been having good days, okay? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for having a good life. <laughs> My fuck off. Jesus very, Christ. I'm sorry. Petty, so don't feel too bad. No, go ahead uh, and be petty because mine's probably going to be petty too, to be perfectly frank. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's the dumbest fuck off I think I've ever had. And that's when people <laughs> don't portmanteau words correctly. <laughs> like I told you it was petty. So, that is petty. That so is in so the, petty. In the Finley Fen Discord. You are so petty. Shut up. Finish. Shut up. Shut up. I'm okay, I'm done. So, I'm not laughing anymore. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. There's a bit there's so there's the, the, the Discord channel is broken up into like, you know, different little sort of rooms that you can go into. Yeah. And, Four of them are for artwork. So there's safe for work, other, safe for work, orc, not safe for work, other, and not safe for work, orc. And one thing that pops up a lot is where you can kind of see the dick, right? In the, in the NSFW ones, where you can't see the whole dick, but you get like a flash of the dick and you see part of the dick. There's like a peek a dick. <sighs> You're doing like it peek-a-boo, too. but yeah. Yes, they you know. say they call it peek a peen Pika peen is better. No, it should be peenaboo. Peenaboo? Right? Well, I'm sorry. Right? I like peek too. But, but peenaboo actually peen-a-boo. does work better. Peenaboo is better. Okay, I didn't say one listen. was better than the other. Jesus I'm Christ. I'm one is better than the other. Okay, I fine, love, fine. I love that all is of funny. My, my siblings on the Discord, but you're saying it wrong. <laughs> That's it. That is funny. Who on the Discord channel actually listens to this podcast when I start getting that's what the fuck is when wrong you start getting hate mail? From, yeah, it's like, no, I wouldn't get hate mail, just uh, or they'll start doing it harder just to spite me, which you know, I appreciate. Pika peen, we got a couple <laughs> other agents. Actually, Pika peen sounds like it should be Pikachu, kind of, yeah, <laughs> or like Pikachu's like... dick, and I don't want to go there. Pinachu, <laughs> yeah, Pinachu, it's... yeah. Pikachu, which you know, it really does. Which I mean, oh, I, it's hundred percent out there. There are people oh, I follow yeah, on Twitter totally who drop there. Pokemon porn, which is really funny because I've discovered that I have like this weird, arbitrary stance that I've taken, where I'll watch anything fucking unless it's like anything I won't watch fucking. Pokemon fuck. I won't watch Teletubbies <laughs> fuck, and it's out there. And I won't watch. I'm Muppets sorry. Fuck. I'm literally imagining you just watching like two turtles fucking on their side of the road. I mean, just going yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't watch animals. Insane, fuck yep. I feel real weird when I watch uh, like nature, nature videos? documentaries and it shows them <laughs> fucking because it's like 
nobody got consent because they can't give consent. And I feel like I'm watching something I shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I don't like this. Sometimes they're kind of funny, but they don't care. Well, sure, like the video of the turtle trying to, like, aggressively trying to fuck some guy's sneaker. Like, that was fucking Yeah. And turtles also have, like, really distressingly big dicks. They do. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I got a a story, by the way. They might be one of those where it's, like, for, like, like, length of dick compared to their size, like, they're the most extreme. But now I want to say that's also bats. So I can't, I'm not sure. I mean, bat dicks are pretty big. I've seen those too. (laughs) Bat dicks, yes. And they're just disturbingly human looking, which makes it so much worse worse. on the internet. That makes it so Uh, much worse. Yes. Yes, it does. But yeah, my friend owned a turtle uh and um, didn't realize turtles like to masturbate. Like everything else in the world. She uh, came in and the turtle's dick was out, but she didn't quite sure what it was. So she thought the turtle's insides were falling out. So she's trying to poke them back in with a stick. And then she finally panics, takes it to the vet. Because then, you know, it started oozing and all this stuff. And she was like, yeah, she gave her turtle a handjob by accident. She took it to the vet. She shows over, shows up to the vet with this turtle with its dick hanging out and was like, something fell out of my turtle. And the people just start laughing. I'm sure. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, um, your turtle was masturbating. And she was like, they do that? (laughs) And that was the funniest (laughs) Facebook post I ever read was like, and that's when I learned how turtles can masturbate. (laughs) Fucking died. That's, I was like, oh, honey. That's like one of my nieces years ago. She found a kitten. It was a little black kitten under the car. She ended up adopting him. She goes, I'm really worried because I think he has a rash. So oh, no. He's got a rash. She said, yeah, it's all over his belly and his chest. And she's like, the whole time, she's just like obsessing over it. Obsessed. She's like, I'm trying to look it up. I'm not finding anything online. And I'm like, Alexa, take him to the vet. So finally she vets him and I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear anything. And I don't hear anything. And I said, whatever happened about Frankie's rash? She goes, it wasn't a rash. Oh, no. Said, it was his nipples, wasn't it? She said, yeah, it was his nipples. I didn't know boy cats had nipples. <laughs> I knew it was going to be his nipples. Yep. So for those of you uh, out yes, there who didn't know, nipples. boy cats have nipples. Yeah, pretty much everything has nipples. <laughs> yep. Anything mammalian, just, anyway. Just about everything. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think um, it have nipples, but... No, but, you know, it, it would be great if they did. They bet I mean, they wish they had nipples. I was going to say, online, you, I can totally find you pictures of iguanas with nipples. I'm sure and there's tits. many pictures of uh, online of iguanas with nipples. I'm just oh, yeah. just throwing that out there. Just, you know, if you don't like it, you can throw it on back, but pretty oh, sure yeah. it's out there. Yep. Uh, I don't know oh, yeah. if I have a fuck off um, because things have been going pretty cool and nobody's really pissed me off to the point where I'm like, I want to destroy you, um, which is always good. Yay, Lexapro. Right. Uh, <laughs> Better, living Better living through chemistry. Better living through chemistry. And even we cleaned the garage and my marriage survived. So, I mean, so far, so good. <laughs> um, what did you guys do with the garage cleaning? Oh, God, we took everything out of the garage. Everything. Because, okay, so Ace was in charge of the garage. So instead of giving you a fuck off, I'm just going to explain to you how I cleaned my garage. (laughs) Now, we took everything out of the garage. And when I say everything, I mean every fucking thing possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Took it out, cleaned everything. Because we did have, um, oh, a few months ago, like, actually, last winter was about a year ago, actually, we had a mouse infestation. And we were like, fuck. Um, and by the way, Ace, we, that was the year we found out Ace is definitely afraid of mice. And wow, that oh, was no. hilarious. Um, 
so we, um, kind of skitter. I can see it. Yeah. And she just, yeah, I, I, um, we're talking stereotypical jumping on the chair and screaming type of thing. Like it was, yeah. And that's when we also discovered that, um, a mouse can explode if a cat jumps on it. Uh, (laughs) We also did find that out, uh, because Nadja, uh, Fox pounced the mouse and the mouse exploded, like literally exploded. Oh my God. That's horrifying. Um, Yeah, it was horrifying. (laughs) So we, um, so anyway, so we um, took everything out of the garage. There's my fuck off. We took everything out of the garage and fuck mm-hmm. you mice for pooping all over everything because oh. that was gross. We had our little, part, you know, our particle masks on and swept everything mm-hmm. out and everything. So we were the, just like, we got to do it. Right. Were the mice still active or is this just like. No, they were long gone. Gotcha. Yeah. Just like we finally got rid of them. This was just the last of their, red, like, we did end up finding a dead lizard and finding one dead mouse. But we, the only thing left of them was poop at this point yeah, and i yeah. was just so annoyed with the poop by then i was just like oh look more rat poop oh look more poop oh look little tiny poops i'm just fuck you hey, tiny tiny poop. <laughs> we haven't seen this before it's poop. fuck you hauntavirus i am over this <laughs> like, we were oh, just like look at all these poops memories. yeah so we're all look at all these poops there's a lot of poops going on at so least, um one thing i'll mouth give mice poop. is that it's at least an easy cleanup yes that's one it's, thing i will say at least it's not like you got to get in there and scrub yeah i we i just swept it out but then i also went in with lysol and sprayed the shit oh, out I'm of everything sure, yeah, so i was just like fuck idea. it it was just like i was like wow this all like there were some things i was all like whoop too bad we can't save this and i just threw it out hey, man. and they'd be like well we can still wash it off i'm like nope 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 it's nope, funny how nope. you get into that mindset <laughs> because after my house fire i kind of went that way and like just threw yeah. like a lot a lot of shit away that i knew i would regret later and did but in that mindset you're just like no fucking take it all take it all the to be perfectly honest the, a lot of the stuff we did throw out was stuff i hadn't touched in years and i'm like well, sure. this is not even sentimental it's just crap right. that it's i just threw in the garage just to get it out of the way type of it's thing just ballast um, that's one yeah, just bouncing detrius that's taken up room at this point right. i was like over it so i was just like but we have a very wonderful happy um very clean garage with a lot nice. of room for right room for activities really i can actually nice. get to like you know my laundry and everything my you know that and helps. actually do the laundry and that's always great mm-hmm. um we were all very happy um, we realized my husband bought many duplicates of tools. Actually, he says he didn't buy them. And I do believe him. We think people just start dropping shit off because we actually became, that's another fuck off. Uh, don't drop shit off at my house, everyone. <laughs> just that's stop. Fair. We became kind of a I dumping ground dump. for Thank people you. who didn't want stuff. And we kept finding things where I'd be like, why did you buy two of these? Or why do we, why did we buy this? And Max would be right. like, I didn't buy this. Right. And I was like, well, where'd it come from? And we were like, I, what the fuck and it just it turns out we were like reminiscing it doesn't happen that much anymore but for a while there people were just like well i'm getting I rid know. of this so i'll just leave it at your house because you might need remember it. you talking about that because wasn't that like the whole crux of the big yard sale that you had yeah it was, was because like, people kept dropping shit off at my house thinking that... we were gonna use it and i was like right. i'm never gonna use this <laughs> like right. even when i, I said no they'd still drop it off and i would be like <laughs> I-, I got into arguments with people and i'd be like do not drop this off i had someone trying to talk me into like picking up a old window pane and they're like you might want this and i'm all for what right. <laughs> they're like they're like you know crafts i'm all like no i don't i don't do I crafts don't with window pane glass yeah. i don't make stained glass and i'm talking like a full antique window 
You know, right. it's like with the frame with the glass still in it that came out of a goddamn house. Well, and I was like, probably I'm... sell that. Like, I know. I was like, I'm not going to use it. And they're all like, well, you can use it for crafts. Uh, no, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not going to use it. Just mm-hmm. just get rid of it. Keep they're like, no, 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 I think you can use it. You could you could do this. You can paint fairies on it. I'm all, why would I want to paint fairies on, on, a, on a window? I am not, why do you think I would do that? Has no sill, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, what am I going to do around, with this? <laughs> I just made, yeah, I was just laughing because they're like, well, I've seen, you know, people on Etsy do it. I'm all like, well, give it to them it because to them. I'm, I don't sell crafts anymore. I don't, I haven't done that's that fucking, in years. Like, stop, weird. stop giving me your shit. So oh, there, yeah, there's my other, my other, my family stop giving kinda, me your shit. <laughs> right. My family kind of did that for a while with me where it was like, especially kitchen shit for some reason, where it was like, mm-hmm. I ended up with like three entire like place settings. Oh, entire shit. Sets. <laughs> yeah. And it, Cause it was like somebody was yep. upgrading and they're like, oh, I set this aside for you. And it, you know, at the time I'm like, oh, thanks. That was really nice of you. And then I'm like, why? So I, I just had to take him to Goodwill and it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's I don't need those... 27 plates when I live by myself. It is one of those, well, your intentions were good, but I don't need them. We've got a lot of stuff. And at, right. I'm at this point now where I'm like, I am in my 40s and we're pretty well established. We don't really need anything, right. you know, hand me down well, at this point. You know, like, it's like, like your intentions are sweet, but for sure. sorry, no. <laughs> Take care of your own shit, basically. You stop well, bringing shit to my one house. Of those things where, like, because, like, I mean, I had to replace a lot of shit after the house fire. Like, none of my kitchen stuff. Well, yeah, out. but that's different. That was a different circumstance. But, than, right. You know. But the other thing, too, is that, like you said, I'm in my 40s. Like, I have a particular taste that I'm going for here. So it's like, I would rather go to Goodwill and buy something that I like versus, like, somebody try to give me so this is this is absolutely an ocd tick with me i know that it is um legit fucking hate silverware like camping silverware where it's the Mm -hmm. like the actual part that goes in your mouth is metal yeah it's like cheap plastic that poorly held together no i'm not a big fan of that either so i know exactly what you're talking about those breaks so easily yes they do and after the house fire somebody wanted to give me a set and I was like, I really, you know, I really appreciate it. It's very kind of you, but I'm not going to use it. So, you know, and I just went to Goodwill and bought, well, you know, I have like three forks and three spoons and a butter knife. And I mean, mm-hmm. realistically, what the fuck else do I need? I live by myself. Well, yeah, you don't have kids. You don't have guests. Right. You, you know, and so it's very rarely that thing yeah, where, it's, where it's, you know, you're kind of caught in that weird space where it's like, I sincerely appreciate you thinking about me. And I don't want to come across as ungrateful, but I don't, I really don't want But this. I'm not going to use so, this. No, I get it. Right. I get it. I don't thank even you. Like, it's like, thanks, but no. <laughs> I don't even like silverware that has like a thick base. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. like a wide base. Again, this is an OCD tech with me. I like narrow. Legit. I don't know what you call it. The shank of the fork. I don't know. The handle <laughs> the of the fork. Sorry. Um, I'm going to shank you with the shank of my fork. I'm going to shank you but, with the shank of my fork. Um... But I don't even like that, like made of thick metal. You know what I mean? Like I want. No, I know what you mean. I can't really articulate. It's something. It's some kind of holdover from when I was a kid. I had this real weird thing too, where we had Corelware, right? We had the the lazy, yeah. the crazy Daisy pattern. You know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, I know. One. I know exactly what that is. Yep. And we had one plate that was some other pattern that was this. It was this really brown, a really pretty brown flower pattern. I don't remember what it, what it's called. Um. That somehow ended up in our Crazy Daisy, because we had like the entire goddamn Crazy Daisy set. We had the Crazy Daisy butter dish. 
Uh, <laughs> but somehow yeah. we ended up with this one. It was also Corel wear, but it was just a different pattern. And that was my plate. And if you ate off of my plate, fuck you. And I also had a fork <laughs> that didn't match the rest. I mean, our, our silverware wasn't terribly cohesive, yeah. but there was one that had this almost like, it almost, to, to my very young, uh, uh, my very young, unexposed eyes looked like something like almost like medieval. Yeah. The, the design at the base of it. And it was narrow and that was my fucking fork. And it was yeah. one of those where it was just like, don't touch Touch my, my board. Yeah. Right. And a Tupperware <laughs> cup that looked like a sunflower. Mine was the one that had the melted spot where it got pressed up against the element in the dishwasher. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're like, Those are mine. I know yes. them by sight. I know them by is orange. Mine is yellow. I don't oh my know God. why. I, I love how so... particular that is. That just makes me laugh. I don't. I, just, I don't know. I just like what a weird fucking thing to get territorial. Like as a kid, it was like, yes, this makes perfect. It's okay, sense. we all get territorial about stuff. I get territorial like, about my mugs, so it's all good. And I'm forty yeah. something, so I mean, what a weird fucking thing to get territorial about. You fucking weirdo. Yeah. Well, that's all right. My um, inner speaking of being like, a fucking lady. weirdo. Well, uh, speaking of being a fucking weirdo, why don't we start talking about our weirdo yeah, we movie today? Should, right? <laughs> yeah, we probably should. We probably should get at it only so we are talking about today on our equinox episode is dave made a maze and it was done in uh 2017 and uh the imdb synopsis um is pretty short it just says dave an artist who has yet to complete anything significant in his career builds a fort in his living room out of pure frustration only to wind up trapped by the fantastical pitfalls booby traps and critters of his own creation Yes. More or less this plot of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it is, and but it is so much fun. And it, it really is one is. of the most fun movies you could it possibly watch. Absolutely charming. Like, absolutely charming. Yes. If you're in a bad mood, watch Dave Made a Maze. And the funny part is, is it's charming and fun, but it still has kind of like bizarre horror elements yes, still going 100%. on there too. I mean, you see Jen get her head cut off, like... Yes. People die. In but movie. there's not really blood. It's yarn <laughs> and confetti because yes. everything's made out of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Is so, this like good yarn? <laughs> that was so funny. I, so this whole movie essentially is very whimsical. The set design and the effects are amazing. All practical, all wonderful, yes. all cardboard. Yeah, uh, because they're playing off the dumpster yeah. diving. Yeah, I mean, you could tell it was. And it was all pretty much... Um, and what I loved about it was, you know, uh, it's a couple, Annie and Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annie goes off on a work trip and comes back, and there's literally a weird maze, kind of just like it looks like a fort. It looks like a cardboard fort yeah, in the middle like of a cardboard room. Fort. And Dave is trapped inside it, and it just goes haywire from there, where she and some friends decide to go in and rescue him. And well, hilarity ensues. The great <laughs> so... part about it is, is like from the get go. Dave is like, no, it's much bigger on the inside. And, to, you know, it literally is like, you know, maybe six feet long, four feet yes. across. And she's just maybe. like, come out of the, the maze. And he's like, I can't, I'm lost. And she's like, what do you mean you're lost? And she goes to like, take, she goes, I'm going to take it down. And as she moves it, like, you hear this, like, even though it's this tiny, you know, this like little cardboard nest in the middle of her living room. It's like you hear shit like shaking and dropping. Yeah, it and sounds like, like horrible vents. rumbling. Like, right. <laughs> he's like, like, no, stop! stop. You did. Don't do it! Don't do that again! <laughs> but, 
but it's great because the way they, they set it up is it i mean I, and i know this is how they filmed it obviously he's literally just inside the cardboard box like talking yeah. back to annie and that's and it's it not until yeah. towards the end of the conversation that they actually go and you realize he's deep 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 inside this maze and lost basically yes and it's pretty much like an alice in wonderland thing you the minute these kind people of, enter yeah. the maze it turns into like they crawl through it because you have to crawl through to get in and the next thing they know they're able to stand up and then the next <laughs> thing they know they just keep on walking and there's like well, well, there's, really... i love the paper cranes that are like yes. decorating everything yes. and a little like the little gargoyles and well, oh and it just it calls keeps getting back funnier. To, it calls back to if you watch the opening credits the opening credits are animated and you see yes. Dave, like doing all of this different stuff where it's like he's writing a song he's writing a story he's making origami he's doing yes this, he's he's painting he's doing and it's one of those things where it's like he's thing to thing to thing and then if you pay attention to that you see that echoed throughout the interior yes. of you the, see the like the the keyboards from when he was playing you know mm -hmm. the keyboard at the beginning the you see the yeah the cards you see the or origami cranes you see uh, it's extremely creative. Um, I and the characters are really fun and quirky, but they're not quirky, obnoxious quirky. They're right. just fun, and like I love. And you can actually sense that they actually did have relationships together. Like I love when he's like that whole call, call Gordon. No, call oh, yes. Larry. No, call Gordon. And so they end up calling Gordon yes. first. And I love Gordon because yes. Gordon's just well. And there was a great bit where as soon as Gordon shows up, it's Say, what where's that beard at? That where's that beard? on my face. Beard on my face. <laughs> and it's like I yell that now at thing. my friends. I now yell that at Ma at Max. Max actually yells it at me too. We're like, where's that yes. beard at? Beard's on the face. Beard's on the face. <laughs> and it's, just and it's like, whole, like no explanation for that, by the way. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just a thing that they do. Yeah, which I love. Which makes and sense. And it's like, like yeah. It's like every They're time clearly I visit, old friends, yeah. Yeah, like every time I visit, we end up with a catchphrase. It's like the catchphrase of the entire visit. Oh, yeah. You know, every single it, time. Or working on a sex farm. Like, farm. Yeah, I forgot working on a sex yes, farm. working on a sex <laughs> farm. On a sex farm. And, <laughs> and so it's just like, this is their inside joke. It's their thing, you know? like, yeah. They don't need to explain it to us. We know what the, we don't know what the specific origin of, of it is, but we know what it is that we're watching. Yeah, and it's it's so funny because it's just that it. I love the fact that there's no explanation for it. It's just where's that beard at? Beard's on my face, beard's and then on my face. it move, and they move on right to the next topic. <laughs> like it was just it was there, and now it's gone. And I love that. <laughs> I love. Um, but yeah, you get to meet Gordon. Gordon is the best friend, and he has kind of a kind of a a working slacker vibe. Like you yeah. can tell, he's probably well, got a job, but yeah, his shit's a little he's more. He's not together. really married to it. Yeah, right. his, shit his shit's a little, a little more together little than Dave's and Dave's. But you get the impression too that it's like Dave and Gordon are best friends, but you, I, I think each of them kind of resents the other one because I think each of them thinks the other one has what they secretly want. Yes, there you know, is like, I think Gordon might be a little it. jealous because Dave is, you know, he's he's determined to sort of live his artistic pursuits, whereas Dave's a little jealous of Gordon because I'm sure Gordon seems like he's succeeding better being a grown up and can pay his bills without his parents giving him money. Exactly. And I love, and, but, um, but I, the nice honestly, thing is, I think the MPV though about this whole character is Annie though. She oh, is our MPV. Yes. I fucking uh, loved yes. Annie, the girlfriend. She was so great. I love how she just rolled with everything. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I, I, I do want to say too, like the nice thing too about Gordon and Dave's relationship is it never becomes poisonous. Like it's never, never like no. 
they turn on each other, but there's the great bit at the beginning before they realize that the maze is actually a maze where Gordon comes over and Annie makes some comments about how Dave's lost in our living room. And, and she's just like rubbing her head and he goes, no, no, no. Dave is lost in a fort made of cardboard in your living room. It's much yeah. stupider yes. than originally thought. Yes. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind just... of one of those where, you know, you, you can tell that like, I kind of get the vibe to that to a certain extent that maybe Dave is the quote unquote baby of the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like he's the young one. Like, and... Well, more like he's the one that everybody just assumes can't get a shit together. Like it's kind of the way like, that like, so like my older siblings, mostly my sister, but my brother does, does it too, to a certain extent. I don't fucking know where this came from, but they all make this joke about how I can't be allowed to drive. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I get that. There's always this one joke that someone Well, and it turns, does, but it turns like, into this okay. thing where we went to California for a family reunion and I rode down and back with my nieces in my, my oldest niece's car and they would take turns driving, but I wasn't allowed to drive. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, what no, I get it. Like, this is all shit that my older siblings just like came up with and I don't know where the fuck it came from. I, yeah, I've been in a couple of fender benders, but I've never. I've, no, yeah, I get not, that. Like, I also think. Wheels. I mean, I'm the youngest, so I think that's just a young. Like when you're the younger sibling, there is something oh, weird sure. there where they're like, yeah. yeah. Well, so like, I mean, my siblings there's, have this. There's whole, something this there. Whole weird. My my family and I have this whole weird. We love each other and hate each other at the same time thing going on anyway. But, but yeah, kind of reminds me of that where it's like maybe Dave hasn't done anything to necessarily deserve this, but everybody's kind of cast him in this role. Or maybe yes. just because they're used to him being the slacker artist, they're not aware that he can do anything beyond that. Yes, there is definitely this thing where it, because the, the whole movie actually opens with an interview and you get to find out that yeah. there's actually a documentary crew in there. The <laughs> world's most obnoxious documentary crew. And, and I love them, by the way. I, and yeah, so it's, it's James Urbaniak, who is the voice of Dr. Rusty Venture on Venture Brothers. Yes. Uh, as the, the head Harry. documentarian, Harry. Yes, Harry's the, the sort and, of instigator of the documentary. documentary. Yes, and he's, um, but it starts with a pretty much an interview and they're talking to Dave and there is a moment where he just, he just says, I want to create something. I want to finish something in this yeah. interview. And it's very heartfelt and, and it's, it feels like, oh, what the hell happened here? Because he's like, yeah, people died. Yeah, that's the thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, tertiarily, you know? people died. Tertiarily, people died. And I'm like, oh, God, what did I get myself into? And then as it, you know, pro progresses and it, it's very whimsical, but you do see that character arc where you actually get to that point in the story where they decide to sit yes. down and interview him. And you get that feeling of, he's just like, I just wanted to create something because right. everyone else feels like they're so ahead of me and you you feel bad for him. And, you know, for sure. and Dave's and a like, really great character too. He was just a sweet human being, well, yeah, you know? And, he, and you also like, have to you know, argue, like if he created this, like he's a fucking genius, like- yeah, like all of this artistic, you know, worth that he creates in this. I mean, you know, the, the lack of trying to kill him notwithstanding, but you know, just in terms of like cuteness and whimsy, like when he builds mm -hmm. the chrysalis, like that whole thing, and uh, it, it is really like like he's obviously got genuine artistic talent, like you know, the inside being bigger than the outside, notwithstanding. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, creating a liminal space, you know, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, exactly. That's, that's pretty creating impressive a, on its own, right there. Fucking dimension <laughs> in his fucking living room.
but he does like he really does some pretty cool like they um just like it's what it also was so sweet was watching because you know the girlfriend you can tell annie loves dave they have Mm -hmm. a pretty good relationship you can tell but you can tell that she gets frustrated that mm-hmm. she's probably the sole breadwinner and all right. of that. You can kind of see that they don't they don't really hint at it, but they do. They hint at it. Right. They don't you can, outright you can say it, it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You can infer it. And the more the movie comes on, goes on, the more you realize that she's um, starting to kind of like believe in Dave more and more and more as the well, story goes on. In my respect, like you see right. her kind of get a little faith back in him again. Yes, you I know? feel like subconsciously her support has always been there and then her oh, moving through the maze and seeing what he's created she kind of it, it sort of reawakens in her consciously now where that's what i it's mean pretty yeah. obvious as you go through that like big chunks of the maze he's she's obviously his muse yes like when they go into the room with all of the weird angles to make it look oh, like the, the, two the perspective room yeah. yeah like the you know there's a, a fucking portrait of annie on the wall sort of oh yeah <laughs> Turns out it's not actually on the wall, but you know, regardless. It's, well, it's but there's all of these there, but... sort of love stories to her. Like, there's the part where oh, you're yeah. walking through, and Gordon goes, "Isn't that the keyboard that you bought, Dave?" Like, yeah, the box to the keyboard, and she goes, "Well, at least you use the box." And then Gordon says, "Well, where's the keyboard?" And they walk in, and like the whole like, then there's like this whole hallway that's made up of it looks like the ivory keys from the ivory and the ebony keys from the keyboard and so it's it's obvious that like whether while her touch isn't there directly it's it's everywhere there indirectly oh they're totally it totally is and like the whole what was it the the period um the film that was being shown because wasn't that one of the dates they went on and yes um, yes and that whole (laughs) that whole fucking thing the vagina wall later on but Yes, yes, and they're on those horrible powdered wigs, and it's like clearly them. Like, oh, no, that's what it was. Wasn't it the student film that he filmed or something? Because they're like, all yeah, in it. It's like they're in. They're wearing powdered wigs, but like Gordon's still wearing his t-shirt underneath his frock coat. Like, yeah, and he still has his glasses on and yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> and, his his and then, plastic uh, rimmed glasses. Oh God, it's so funny. And um, so anyway, when when in the very beginning, just to back up a little bit, I just because I loved the side characters in this movie, um, it's like he says, go, you know, he goes, get lawyer, Larry, no, get Gordon, get no, get Gordon. So he goes, she, you know, she invites Gordon over and then he's like, don't tell anyone else. Don't, you know, t- Dave's like, he, do- he doesn't want anyone else to know. And so, of course, Gordon invites everyone over. And course, so they yes. invite Larry. They invite the, and I love their Larry, there's Bryn, Bryn and Bryn, and, what is it? I forgot Bryn, Bryn's boyfriend's like name. Jacob or Ryan or something like Bryn that. Bryn and were they, Jacob were or they something. boyfriend and girlfriend or was it more like a I assume they were boyfriend situation. and girlfriend. I assume they were boyfriend and girlfriend, but that was just me. My and then was, there was they were friends and he wanted more and she wasn't down for it because there's the whole thing where he's doing everything she does at the same time and she's like, stop it. Which I yeah, thought was really it. fucking funny. I have to watch it again because I didn't get that. I got that they were just a couple, but she was always annoyed with him. That's what I like. That's it's, it's entirely possible that you're right. Too. But I, but once again, they never really. You could fill in those blanks on your yeah. own because I think yeah. it works both ways. Uh, there's also the um, homeless guy that they told and invited over to yes. And also, you can't forget the uh, the Flemish couple. Yes, the, <laughs> the Flemish, Flemish couple. couple. That was great. I do love that was the so bit great. with Rick Overton though, where he goes. 
I don't know anything about this. You said that you knew a lot about mazes. I said I knew a lot about cardboard. Cardboard, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Rick Overton, who's a goddamn comedy genius. So, yes. you know, it's really funny that he showed up in this movie because there was a bit I saw him do for stand-up comedy when I was in high school that has always lived rent-free in my head. And I had it flash through my head the other day. And it was when the first wave of don't ask, don't tell was sweeping through the the... the yeah, the military. His his solution was we put openly gay people in the military, and then we put militantly military people on Broadway. And it was a, a, a guy <laughs> yes, standing at parade. Dress, I'm just <laughs> yes. a girl who can't say no. Sir. Say no. And you remember I that so goddamn hard. And ever since then, and then every once in a while, that just pops into my head. And so that popped through my head like two days ago. And then I watched Dave watched him or Dave made a maze. So it was kind of that perfect little synchronicity. And for yes, those I actually who, remember that. Who don't Rick know Overton he was, was Yes, he was also the head, uh, or the, the taller brownie in Willow. Yes. I stole the baby oh, while he was taking a pee-pee. <laughs> He's taking a pee-pee. Like, <laughs> That's another one, that pops, another one that pops in my head. Um, yeah, you're not alone. bit about jamming, trying to jam a, a hash brick up his ass after going to oh, shit yes i remember that too yes <laughs> mr God, I loved do you stuff. have a brick of hash shoved up your ass right now <laughs> and just go out oh, and fucking watch rick overton stand up because god damn he's funny he was so funny he still is but i mean <laughs> yes. i remember all of, you're, you're like bringing back so yes. many memories yes. <laughs> i used to watch oh, rick just a girl who can't say no, can't say no sir <laughs> oh my god well, anyway, that was my favorite. Everyone goes in the maze except him. He goes to the yes. fridge. Um, yes. And it's pretty much coffee. just eating all the pizza yes. and food out of the fridge while this is this whole odyssey is going on. Right. The only one who's um, smart enough to know. Oh, and there's also, I can't, for, I, you can't forget Jane, who is like the way overly enthusiastic friend. Right. <laughs> like, way overly enthusiastic. Yes. And also and the she, first victim of the, the labyrinth. Yes, and um, so she ends up, because he kept saying there's booby traps, nobody encounters them until Jane decides yes. to step on something, but it seems like she stepped on it intentionally, because she no, just walks in and, because, well, she yeah, has that line where she said, bit. what do you mean you guys didn't step on this too? You know? Oh, see, I took it as, because she goes, it's like a cocktail party in here, and nobody managed to step on this? I took it more uh, as a, like, see, I took it as a, you could be right, though. I mean, I don't, just but this is a it. movie... You can interpret, they, they leave a yes. lot up for interpretation in this yes, movie, which really I also do. love about it. There's so many different ways you can take this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think we're both right on every aspect. I think we so. might be, yeah, it's just like that was our personal perspective on it. Yeah, but she steps on it and a, like saw comes out and chops her head off. Well, but the it whole thing off. that's great about oh, God. it, before, so we funny. Get to, before, the, the, before the cardboard axe comes out and she literally dies of a paper cut, uh, there's the great bit where you see like all of the internal mechanisms and it's like, this is counting down and this is counting down and we're going between the floorboards. And there's a great bit where you go between the floorboards and a fucking little cardboard cockroach goes skittering by. Yeah. And I thought that was such a great, like the attention to detail in this is fucking Everything is cardboard, everything. It's like, and I think that whole section was stop motion animation too. A lot of it. Uh, Yeah. And it's like, it was so, yeah, it's cardboard it's like a fabric, Goldberg. that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a Rube Goldberg machine where it's like, you see this happen, and then that happened, and the, you know, the pressure of the step does this, and then that unwinds, and it snaps this, and then all of a sudden the axe comes out and cuts Jen's head off, and it's yeah. really fucking funny, because then it's just this fucking explosion of, like, 
confetti tissue paper and red yarn. Yeah, and that's it. And everyone screams, but they're not sure what happened. That's the best right. part. Is everyone's just <laughs> like fucking what falls the fuck? off. <laughs> yeah. But they're like stunned, but not like grossed out. They're just confused. Right. It's like everyone's like, what just happened? And it was it's so delightful. It I can't really believe is. that was the most delightful well, decapitation ever put to film. I'm not gonna really lie. Was. <laughs> it really was. The bit where because they all run into the other room and James Urbaniak, Harry, has like a wad of yarn on your shoulder and he just like brushes it off and I just was like easiest cleanup after a murder scene ever it really was just that's all you had to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's when all of the really bad traps start going in like that's when we lose um Bryn well we don't really lose Bryn's boyfriend like you know and then she catches up with the group yeah was, that part was really fucking funny too because they're because at first yes. everybody goes in and it's like full of whimsy and wonder and they're playing with this it's and very with whimsical yeah and then uh then jen gets beheaded and then you cut over and Bryn and i don't remember is it jacob joseph uh, i want to say it's jacob but hold on, i'm gonna look it up i got yeah. it up right now um okay. it's uh i think it's oh it's greg greg Bryn yeah, and greg okay. Yeah, it's yeah, Greg. I think so yeah, sorry. Um, and so you just see them like they're they're sort of playing like almost like a like flirty hide and seek kind of thing. And she goes down one section, and then a beat later, he goes after her. And then you just see, oh no, there's there's the the tripwire that's giggling the whole time. Oh <laughs> God, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then they walk away and go, oh. And then Greg tripped it, and you see this cardboard fucking. What the hell would you even call that? It's like what Rambo made it's, out of bamboo. It literally is like Ponzi <laughs> sticks, but not. Yeah, you know, right, but all cardboard. <laughs> and it's really fucking funny because it comes down, it sandwiches him, yarn shoots everywhere, Bryn is screaming, and you, and there, and I, I laughed so hard because there are very clearly people directly off screen spraying the shit out of him with silly strings. Yes. And it's even funnier because some of it's coming out of the Ponzi sticks that are supposed to be like impaling him, but it's shooting out of them that are clearly not impaling him. And it's like so funny. And the silly string killed me. Yes, the silly Uh, string that was the best uh, touch. And so so, because she's um, screaming, the main group finds Bryn. But it also arouses the the Minotaur. Which is great because you don't really see. I think you just see a shadow at first, and then it's you just deep. see his shadow for the most because part. Because they, they go, they go. I want to say find... that is probably the best mask. Oh god, I yeah. have ever seen made out of paper. God, yeah. It was so cool. It I was love that. Fuck. And his his like Roman skirt was made out of cardboard too. Yeah, everything. But... And then he had a towel for a cape. <laughs> I loved kick-ass, it. The, the, the great part was was. So they find Bryn, they go back to, to see where Greg died. And so the, the Ponzi sticks are still there with yarn everywhere. And then there's these big red hoof prints. And, yes. and so they're like, maybe Greg walked off. And Annie goes, if Greg had paint cans for feet. Yeah. And I think it's Gordon who goes, it's a minotaur. And she's like, yeah, what? He goes, it's a labyrinth. So, there's a minotaur. It's a labyrinth. There's always a minotaur. <laughs> yes, which I thought was great. And, and I love how really, nonchalant he was. Just like, yeah, of course I mean, it's Gordon a fucking is, Minotaur. Gordon is nonchalant to the nth degree. In fact, the bit in yes. the climax where he's trying to lure the Minotaur. Oh, oh look at all God, this pizza yes. over here in this wide open living room. I hope there's some left. But, <laughs> uh, but it's really funny because the footprints. So it's supposed to be the Minotaur's 
like hoof prints and blood but they're obviously yeah. just cut out pieces of cardboard or not cardboard, yes. uh, construction paper construction, construction paper, paper which yes. i thought i like it just it's it is again like you said like it's one of the most whimsical murder scenes i've ever fucking seen there every it is the most whimsical murders you will ever see put mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. if this was not made out of cardboard and everything this would be horrific a lot oh, of the absolutely absolutely Hell, even that scene in the very beginning when they're going through, they fall into that whole pit of like crumpled up, you know, yeah, with the papers and everything. The rolling and then it had the yeah, and the big like it looks almost like a tiki, uh, yeah, <laughs> face. Like a tiki idol oh, kind of yeah, a tiki idol, and it's like barfing up like you know more and more of more the pe- uh, more of the tissue paper tissue paper and then the uh we had the paper cranes that were the gargoyles that were like attacking <laughs> them and all that it's just like can you imagine like i sit back and i think god if this was done like in real reality this would be horrific oh, absolutely. like who or knows what be... that guy would be barfing up they have to jump in its right. mouth what is happening right. it's like... the only way out yeah because the fact that it was cardboard yes. just made it so like mwah, perfect Yes, it was so great. And my favorite, honestly, I would say my favorite part of the entire like movie to this day, my favorite sequence is when they jump through that tunnel and they all come out as paper bag puppets. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that because well, no, no, no. When I was no, no, that wasn't what? that. That wasn't that yet because that, there's the scene. No, right but afterwards. I'm just. Oh, I know, but I'm just oh, talking okay. about that well, is I the best to... scene for me. Yes, I so <laughs> love that hard. scene. I but used I to make the, the most intricate paper bag puppets when I was a kid. Okay, and I literally had the biggest flashback of me making these crazy ass intricate paper That's bag awesome. puppets when I was a kid. And I was just like, That's awesome. oh, this is that horribly horrific. I love it. <laughs> we were making paper bag puppets and we had little scraps of like metallic gold uh uh, origami paper and I cut I didn't know what the fuck I was going to make with it but I knew I wanted that gold and I ended up giving that paper bag puppet and I was probably all of five years old the biggest most elaborate golden drag queen eyelashes you ever fucking saw <laughs> yes I appreciate and this. I kind of want them in real life to be perfectly frank I used to make these incredibly intricate paper bag puppets out of like construction paper and anything I can get my hands mm-hmm. on. And I would construct them like they were the Muppets. I would, mm-hmm. they would have working pieces. They would have That's their awesome. own, you know, moving eyeballs, all this stuff. I was so into it. So when I saw that scene, I was like, Oh, my childhood. Right. <laughs> For some and then reason, was my the, major yeah. go-to was I always wanted to turn oatmeal boxes into rockets. I don't fucking know why. Hey, we all have our fixations when we were kids. Mine were paper bag puppets, so hey. Mm-hmm. Mine were oatmeal rockets. <laughs> when I wasn't topless in just a pleated skirt, holding the oatmeal container by my feet and drumming on it. Well, hey, like I said, we all need habits when we were kids. So. I mean, yeah. We, I was referred to as the wild woman of Borneo when I did that. There you are. Well, you know what? I mean, tell that the truth was just, the There were level. signs. Signs were there. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was always a feral child uh, <laughs> but I love that so, so they get out of it and it's Annie who saves them in this scene she's the one who says come on guys yes. in through the mouth in, in through the mouth it's the only way out because the door ends up blocking via uh, yeah. Indiana Jones yes. and, and, uh, but she just sits there when they get through and Harry's trying to interview her and she is yes. just like spaced out but she's holding one of the, the uh, origami birds that's like twittering in yes. her hand she's just like cradling it <laughs> just like staring at it blankly like she's just 
Annie's Annie's had to check out for a moment. Annie Annie's had to go- take a moment. Yes. Annie's gone bye bye. She'll be back later. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> Michael Jackson. Uh, but I was, I was dying. I will say just to go back to the documentary. So the uh, Harry brings a boom operator and a cameraman. Yes. Um, the boom. The cameraman has one line, and that is later on. Yes. Uh, yes. The boom operator cracks me the fuck up with his facial expressions yes. and he is that man He's does not drop that boom he does not drop that boom though he is all, he yep. has a job to do and he does it through the whole thing and that kills me that he has Even that boom always up above his head Even no matter what in horror. <laughs> yes he never drops that boom and i died through the whole movie you'll never see him put that boom down it well and i love me. too the like the boom operator kind of a hero in his own way Whereas the cameraman, yes, total putz, total putz. Oh, he's a total idiot. He's leaving the, the sunflower seeds, the sunflower seeds, and he's spitting them out as he goes. So the Minotaur is following him, and I just love. Harry just looks at him and goes, "We are a guest in this labyrinth." Yes. <laughs> so everyone, like the way they treat this whole thing, isn't like a. I'm going into shock. This is so crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just kind of like, oh well, Dave made a maze. Okay. Well, right. let's I guess see if we can get out of it. The rules of the maze, I guess. This is just, they just, it, it's with almost bland acceptance. They take mm-hmm. their, like, they take their fate of what's going on around them. And I love right. that about it. Well, and part of what makes that so endearing too, is like what we were talking about before with Annie, like you, she's the only one, I think, as the maze continues, who can, who keeps seeing the whimsy of the maze. Yes. You keep seeing sort of the beauty of the maze. Everybody else is like, all right, we need to get the fuck out of here. Understandably, I would yes. have totally been on team. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, but she's yeah. the only one that seems capable of sort of appreciating the beauty that's in the labyrinth, even as they're running for their lives through it. And I do yes. have to say, speaking of running through the, for, through their lives, um, I love that it's basically like security blanket rules, where yes. four rules, as Dave puts it, where they're being chased by the Minotaur, but they're able to head him off by taping a, a towel over a doorway and it becomes a wall. Yes. And, and he can't, sure can't get through. <laughs> I, I love that. Great. And I love the, um, uh, but the Minotaur paper bag puppet, I'm going to just back up to that moment. Oh, God, yes, where that was beautiful. The Minotaur comes by and he pops up and he's a little tiny paper bag puppet and he just goes, Yes, <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> and they're all, so oh, that's cute. not so bad. And then he ducks back down and then like the guy in the Minotaur yes, costume the pops up. comes back up. Who's like twice the size of the paper bags, obviously, like, like 10 times the size. And I then they like, more than that. Yeah, but oh god, it's so funny, and it's like, and that's when I like that was the moment you actually saw the Minotaur like in full, yeah, that mask, mask and everything, and yeah. he's beautiful. And I'm laughing because that's and the first thing that went through my head was Stacy's gonna want to fuck that. That was yep. like the first thing through my head the minute Guilty. he popped up. I was all like, "Yep, I can. Yep. I know she's gonna be turned on by that Minotaur." <laughs> and you know what? The man cow was hot. I'm not gonna say he was a fuckable man cow. So hey, it was indeed. That was a fit man cow. I guess you know, running booby traps and running screaming through the labyrinth and eating human flesh keeps you in tip top shape. Yes, I feel like we need to like judge people on you know if if they're hot, we just say that was a fuckable man cow. That was a fuckable man cow. Well, that's how I feel. We need to say it now. I agree. I support this. I think this will become our new unit of measurement. Our Uh, our fuckable man cow. How on a scale of one to ten, how fuckable was that man cow? Fuckable is that man cow. Uh, S.J. Sanders wrote a book called Blooded by the Labyrinth colon Minotaur. The Minotaur in Dave Makes a Maze and the Minotaur in uh, Blooded by the Labyrinth are kind of similar where it's a thing where 
the labyrinth will at- strike back to defend itself. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like a struggle with Aceros where he has to like, cause it's, it's like, you know, a regular human from kind of after our time who ends up in his labyrinth and he has to keep her in sort of his space, which is the space that his sister Ariadne built for him in the, the mm-hmm. maze. So that, cause otherwise he'll be compelled to eat her. And yeah. so it's, it was kind of a cool, like it was kind of, I, it was kind of interesting seeing the echoes between that book, which is very serious and takes the mythology very serious. And then this movie, I just thought that was kind of a cool. Yes. Which is no, no, I totally can see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, um, but I, yeah, the whole thing, there is like the, the labyrinth uh, is, you know, defensive. It actually yes. does react to the Minotaur. Yeah. I love the fact that Dave has no idea where the Minotaur came from, no. which really makes me laugh. He doesn't know he's where just, huge chunks of the, the labyrinth have come from. There's, he's all like, it's just kind of, at this point. yeah, he said, it's kind of building itself. I don't know where half the stuff comes from. That so they're like, oh, of great. The, <laughs> of of uh, Naomi Lucas's Bestial Tribes. With yeah. the labyrinth that's, that expands with the, the fog and the yeah, it's it's kind of like that except whimsy and made out of cardboard. Right. Yeah. Except <laughs> it's a comedy versus you know a giant Minotaur versus that's gonna fucking that's gonna fuck a human whether she likes it or not. Exactly. But I it it just it just gets funnier and more whimsical and more just like ridiculous. There uh, as the movie goes on, there's like the oh. Um, like we were saying, they go and they find that black and white room, uh, mm-hmm. which was showing, or the black and white movie that was showing, and then all of a sudden it becomes like sex bots moving across the uh, yeah, that was the real screen. Weird, the... That was hilarious, and everyone was like, uh, everyone was like suddenly so awkward, like very everyone was yes. <laughs> very uncomfortable when that happened. It reminded me of uh, Hellraiser 2, it did, and that's exactly what I was thinking Frank's about. Hell. Yes, and they're it's under the that sheet, those sheets, and writhing under the sheets. When you pull the sheets off, they disappear. Yes, it's kind of like that, except it was more disco. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a good way. I still don't want to like, know what yeah. was on the other side of the sheet. You know what I'm saying? I, and like, I do not want to know what was going on there because everyone got everyone got really uncomfortable in that yeah, scene was, and just kind of like skittered really out. And then yeah, they en- encountered the trap. <laughs> yes, the trap was fucking hilarious. The trap that was a stop me. motion vagina. Yes. It was pretty much the vagina wall that I was referring it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you finger it, you turn into cardboard. You turn into cardboard. So it was like this whole thing where, and it's like pulsating with light. And every mm-hmm. time they will show it, and then they show like a close up of whoever's walking by it, and they are hypnotized yes, like, by the oh, pulsating paper mache vagina. And, and then, then someone the person... grabs them and goes, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> and it's always the person that just before them almost fell for it too. Exactly. So it and was it's like Dave so stops funny. Gordon, who stops Annie, who stops Harry. Next. Oh, but we it forgot to Harry. talk about Bryn. So Bryn oh, actually God, sacrifices yes, Bryn. herself to the Minotaur to save her friends, which I thought was pretty yes. cool. I actually liked Bryn. Bryn was I a fun character. Too. And then, and then Bryn, the what Bryn happened to Bryn later, up? which was so fucking weird. Which, High I don't five. Know I don't know if that was actually Bryn or if it was a Bryn puppet because there's that great bit with Harry where he goes, what if Bryn is still in there and is trying to come back out? Yeah. Trying to figure out with what the fuck do they do with Bryn? You're not really quite sure if the actress it. who played Bryn was in there or not. You really couldn't tell. <laughs> but it was so funny where it was just, yeah, it was yeah she essentially, she's like a marionette. 
Yeah, it, it pretty much was uh, Bryn got possessed by the labyrinth is what it felt like. Maybe? And you can just, I don't know. It was or weird. It was just built something to make it look like Bryn. Bryn we're not like, sure. Yeah, you don't want to get too a, close to it. As you know that in a regular it. horror film that that would have been made out of spare body parts. I'm yeah, just saying. Or something horrible. 100%. And, well, and then it's Harry goes into uh, interviewer mode. Yes, I love the holds up that sign that just says Bryn with a question mark. Well, and yeah, and the poor Boomite guy is like shaking, like he doesn't want to get any closer to her. Yes, and then then Harry's standing at a safe distance, like, "Uh, "Can I get a white check or white balance?" And Gordon's just like, "Really?" And he has to go over with a piece of white paper. Piece of white paper, yeah, monster. And I laugh because Bryn it talks with like overly perky Bryn voice, and all she wants is a high five. So all she just keeps asking for is like, hey guys, yeah, high, high five. five. Like, high five. And nobody wants to high five her. No. <laughs> because no, they really don't know what will happen. Harry's, Harry's the only one that can, yeah, totally. A little later, a little later. And then he's yeah. asking her all these questions. And it's like, you, you keep getting all of these like dark answers. Like, you know, the Minotaur is a being of darkness and longing. And all he seeks is freedom from the labyrinth. <laughs> high five. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, yeah, high five. <laughs> Why are you here? What are you here for? Yes. My favorite high is still, five. what are you here for? High fives, because that's, you know, what I live for is for high fives. Give me yeah. a high five. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it so funny. I just died. I mean, super I was... upsetting, but, but I but loved funny. All of their, I love that nobody had like, like everybody was just like, yeah, I'm not fucking touching that, which was like nobody the most wanted realistic to response that you could have in a situation. Like nobody that. wanted to save her. Nobody wanted to touch her. They were like, yeah, well, she's gone. <laughs> I think they wanted to save her if they could, but they didn't even know yeah. if it was actually her. That was yeah. Thing. Nobody even knew if it was Bryn or not. They were just like, and that I don't know never what this answered. is. It's just no. She just yeah. And just, then she, you know, spits forth some dark portent, like she's the fucking oracle at Delphi. I know, and her eyes light up and all this shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, she was the cardboard Oracle of Delphi. She really was. Cardboard (laughs) Delphi, yep. Oh, God, it was so funny. And she's got the, uh, just the high five. To this day, like, people will come up to me and go, high five! (laughs) Yeah, because it was like the the perkiest request from an automaton that looks like your friend that you've ever seen. Yes, she wanted to be high-fived so bad. And my favorite was is the cameraman was about to go do it because he was such a fucking moron. And he just starts trumping forward and, like, the boom guy grabs him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Oh, God. Does the minotaur get the camera guy? Who gets the camera guy? No, what happens is is that big pit opens up and sucks him in. That's right, yes. And he goes down. the rope around, not Bryn, so that they can get around her. Exactly. And so the pit opens up and swallows not Bryn and then the the camera guy goes down. But what he does is he throws everyone the footage because he doesn't want, you know, so he throws the footage. But there's a whole segment in the beginning when they're over looking at the black and white film where everyone kind of walks over to the film and they all turn black and white. And then they start quoting Raging Bull and they start going, did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? And Harry gets annoyed going, no, it's you fucked my wife. You fucked my wife. There's no dig. And he gets... Which reminds me of your fuck off from earlier. Right? <laughs> Harry understands. And so Harry understands your pain. Uh, and so at the very end, the cameraman gets sucked into the thing, but he throws the the footage out. And then he just looks and his only line is, you fuck my wife? And he falls yep. into the and then, 
so which makes me wonder if maybe it was one of those things where it was like hey you know who does a really good impression of that and that and they built yeah. the entire uh, role around him basically delivering that one line that one line i i would not be surprised i fucking die just that me unreasonably happy if that was the if that was the that point character yes well, i just oh. he's spitting sunflower seeds so the minotaur is finding him and then dave in his effort to keep the minotaur out at one point accidentally tapes his fingers to the wall yes get out and the cameraman won't help no it him. wasn't dave it was gordon gordon no, is the gordon one that tapes his over, finger no gordon goes over and saves dave no, it's the boom mic operator that saves Dave. That saves oh, Gordon. Dave is, is with um, Annie doing that oh, weird existential yes, scene right. that whole time. So you're Gordon right. goes to try to help everyone and fix the tape. He tapes his hand to the wall. And okay, then yeah, the Dave boom operator, remember, he runs over. Yes. Because he hears Gordon. Yeah, Dave tapes it up. He leaves. It starts to fall. Gordon goes over to fix it and accidentally tapes his hand to the wall. Yeah, because what, what, what I remember is that the, the boom mic operator realizes that Gordon got stuck and he has the boom mic and he hears something and you see him switch the boom to the other direction and march off really determinedly <laughs> to go save yes. him. And then yes, that's when right. he like holds the boom up with one hand and pushes the ta- the uh the chair against the towel with the other to hold the thing and yes, then tapes yes. him and rescues and him. It is so funny. Two where like the pieces are pushing out. Like the cardboard yes. pieces like bricks being shoved out of the wall, which was great. Yes. Like the minute yes. was gonna take the whole thing down. Exactly. It was But because and, the and... boom mic guy <laughs> saves him, the, the Minotaur isn't able to get through. Yeah, so they actually are able to escape. It is so funny. It's and it's like done in this hilariously tense way yes where it reminds me of did you ever watch fuck what was the name of that it was a game show on nickelodeon when we were teenagers was that forbidden temple thank you forbidden temple yes yes it reminds me of forbidden i used to love that show Forbidden temple where it's like shit starts to shake things start to come out lights are flashing exactly this whole thing kind of had a nickelodeon vibe to it 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 really did it was like old school nickelodeon vibe yeah (laughs) except with more murder but but oh god i was dying because that's when the boom operator became a hero a hero to us all yes um which is why the boom mic operator survived and the cameraman did not yes and then there's that weird existential scene between annie and dave where they're back in their apartment reenacting kind of the same scene yeah and then it was wine and they're wearing paper costumes and they yes. rip the costume off of, like, each of them rips the costume off of the other. And then yes. it goes into the next scene. And, well, and I think it's, it's very a, weird, but I love it. It's it. very weird, but I think it was also, like, a way to sort of bring them together. Because at the end, basically what it is, is they basically tell each other, well, I didn't want any if I couldn't have it with you. Exactly. It's very sweet. It's actually a very sweet scene, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of like... What right, the like, hell is happening? Kind of like they're yeah. dressed like British uh, barristers, but it's all made out yes. of paper. And like one guy, he uh, then Dave's like dressed like a hobo. And right. She's dressed like a bus- an eighties businesswoman. Yeah, like power I, suit. Yeah, but it's all paper. It's all made out of paper. Mm-hmm. Like all of it. It's it's yeah. so they great. Rip it off themselves, and sometimes they rip it off of each other. And yeah, it was really. It was weird, but I, again, it was sort of a sweet way to, to reaffirm their relationship. Because that's one thing that I really love about this, because I was thinking like, you know, like Stephen King can write like this kind of like weird, 
kind of world building but if he had done it they wouldn't have survived the relationship you know what i mean yes like i like yeah. that something this strange didn't become a source of tearing them apart but was actually something that brought them closer together exactly and i think well there was a sweetness to this entire yes. movie which i really yes, liked very and much it wasn't cynical it did never got cynical which i really liked it stayed yes, very I sweet agree. it stayed very uh these people were good people to begin with and they stayed good mm-hmm. people to yeah. the very end and i think that's what i loved so much about it Right, and nobody and, um, died because they were an asshole or anything like that. Although I have to say, so at the, at the end, it's like the labyrinth is coming down there. Gordon's, because basically they, they come up with their, their way to destroy the labyrinth, where they decide they have to sort of build the heart of the labyrinth and then destroy it, basically. And, yeah. they gotta, and they're trying to throw the minotaur into the, the, the vagina wall. which is not something i thought i would ever say on the podcast but there it is (laughs) trying to throw the minotaur into the vagina wall and yet here we are yeah and yet here we are uh and so like they're running through the labyrinth and they've just they've made the heart and then destroyed it which was another really cool scene and then uh uh, that whole thing where it was spinning was really fucking cool with the kings yeah that was really and, cool and then the suicide kings and then the minotaurs underneath it yes but that was so cool the uh so through this whole thing gordon has elected to become minotaur bait so the minotaur wants out of the maze he wants for yes and so gordon is basically like oh look we found the way out I can totally see the apartment. And then he runs off as the miniature. Yes. Him. <laughs> and then and they'll cut back and forth. And they're just like, oh, wow, look, I can see the apartment. Look at all that pizza. I sure am hungry. And you know, runs off again. Yes. But, it's so great. And then they destroy the heart. And so the labyrinth is coming down around them. And they're, so they're running through it. They're, you know, trying to find their way back out. And they, you come across the fucking Flemish couple. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, God, like, I almost forgot about like, them. <laughs> beautiful tender picnics together but i looked away what the fuck happens to the flemish couple do they ever say do they just no, run past them? they don't i they just run past them we never okay. know what happens so to I guess, them they i just, guess the flemish just, couple just stay in the labyrinth i guess or they walked out later on or something because they were having a grand old time they, they were so were, happy like, they're having like a romantic picnic and feeding each other grapes they're and, feeding, and they got wine. wine glasses and they're just smiling and laughing i think for like a split second you hear french music like stereotypical right, french yeah, music like, playing while they're while they fast blah, blah, run past blah, them like yes yeah. oh god it was so funny Oh god, and it was hilarious. It was really fucking funny because you completely forgot about the Flemish couple at this point. Well, yeah, because they go in and but you never follow them until that right. moment. <laughs> so they they've had their own like completely separate adventures in, in in the labyrinth, and they run out just as the labyrinth collapses, and then Dave sits up and he's sitting on a pile of cardboard in the living room. And one by one, the survivors sit up. So, like, the boom mic guy sits up, and his boom mic is completely bent. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all bent in half. Jordan sits up. And, and it's really great, because all Harry says to the boom mic guy is, email me your files. Yes. And, and what was that? He said, email me your files and clock your time, or something like that. And, like, that's Yeah, it, it was <laughs> so funny. Well, and so they, they, they start hauling all of the cardboard out to the, the dumpster, and it's really fucking funny because then you see like the dust, like it starts, the cardboard starts shuffling and you see the minotaur pop up and he's in the real world and you see one of the origami birds like fly off. Yes. And so the and minotaur the <laughs> has found his way to freedom 
throws the devil horns as he walks away and then there's the great yes. stop mo- or animated closing animated everybody partying including the minotaur including all the people who died too which is even yes. funnier yeah so it's it's such a delightful film it's so fun like i it, it's like like i said if it was done like as a very realistic film it would be horrifying that's what yeah. i think is so wonderful about it is that it's just so yeah, be fun and sweet. It, a... it would be nightmarish, this movie, right. but it's not because it's all fucking cardboard. And but there's even there's even a bit where, because there's, who, who is it? Is it Harry that's like straggling behind? And so he's like three rooms behind everybody. He went into the, the labyrinth late, but he comes across Jen's head. And it's yes. just her head with like the eyes X'd out and her tongue hanging out. So yes, like even yes. That oh no, that was like... Larry, not Harry. It was oh, Larry. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Harry was. Yeah, because he Harry man. died. Remember, he's like it, yeah, he had like he the got caught in the ten minute death scene Larry. or something. Yes. <laughs> like, yep. It was just like well, it just kept Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. But, uh, uh, anyway, uh, like you see Jen's head after it's been cut off, and it's just like that with her tongue hanging out and X's yes. over the eyes. And so, like, <laughs> even so that weird. is charming. Friend's decapitated head is cute. Yes, it's just so funny. Like every aspect of this movie, it, I cannot recommend this movie enough. No, not at all. Um, like, I, love I, I don't even think our descriptions. I, it defies description at this point because it's so fun and ridiculous. And um, I, I can't. You got to watch it, guys. Seriously, just go do yourself a favor. Go to Amazon Prime and watch it. It's free on Prime. It's worth, yeah. it's so worth, and it's not it's that long. So, it's like no, not it's even very, two hours. Yeah, very short. It was, it was, I don't even think it was quite an hour and a half. I think like it was just and, 90 minutes. It, it's like, not yeah, very long. Like, I think it was like an hour and 20. Like, yeah, super quick. And, but it's so fun. And it's just, del- it's a fucking delight. That's the best it way for me to put it. A goddamn fucking delight. It is so great. Dave makes amazing. High recommend from both of us. This is probably the highest recommend. Well, we could give to an Equinox film at this point. And we actually did love Velocipaster, not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, I did love Velocipaster. I really loved Velocipaster. I am not going to lie about that. Which is really funny (laughs) because we typed Velocipaster so many times back and forth talking about it. That now yeah. when I, t- I type Velosa, that still pops up as a suggestion. Velosa Pastor, of course Velosa it does. Pastor. Yep. To- <laughs> so great. And that I makes me happy beyond all reason. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I think that's all we got at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Um, um yeah. So uh, just another reminder uh that we have moved on from our blog spot. Um, I just don't have time to update it. So everything's going to move to Spotify. So any, and the Facebook page at this point. So join our Facebook if you want to like immediate notice mm-hmm. or follow us on Spotify or wherever or iTunes or wherever you happen to find us. Right, that's going to be your best bet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be your best bet to find us these days. So um, yeah. Yeah. So just a reminder, um, I actually put it on the, the uh, blog spot page too that we moved. Uh, it's just going to be a lot, 10 times easier on me, to be honest, to keep Which, this yeah, thing going. Totally, totally <laughs> so, yeah. And um, if you want to contact us, send us an email. We love getting emails. We love reading emails. Please send us emails. We, we love them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be creepykitchgals at um, gmail.com. Kitsch is spelled to look and rhyme like bitch, K-I-T-C-H. Yes. And um, gals, G-A-L-S. So creepykitchgals 
at gmail.com. Please send us an email. We really love to hear from yeah, people who actually to listen you. to us. Yeah. And even if you've written us a bazillion emails, write us another yeah, one. We love getting them. Bother us. Like, no, we're not going to be like, God damn it. How dare like, they oh, tell us again? Yeah. We're never going to do that. We're always going to be so very happy to hear from you. It. Even if it's like something that's like, wow, you guys were like bizarre in your first few episodes. I'll be like, no, you're yeah, right. We were. Yeah, you're not wrong. So you were totally wrong. You were. There is nothing, nothing false about that. Nothing mm-hmm. false at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no untruth. No untruth. <laughs> so please send us a, a line. It'll be great. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, Creepy Kitsch Podcast. Uh, and um, that's really all we're on right now. So we do have <laughs> a best way to get a hold of us. That's, that's very inactive, but we would like it to become more active. So if you would like to join and post, let me know and we will absolutely shoot you a link. Yeah, send um, send us an email or send um, Stacy a private message on Facebook and yep. we will send you the link to the Discord channel through there. That's going to be the best way to get a hold of it right now. Uh, or just cause... ask for it in the Creepy Kitsch page because I honestly never check my Facebook messages. Okay, or do that. That also works too. Yeah, <laughs> so... that might be easier that way. Actually, it probably will. So, yeah. Um, but also email us. I check the email all the time. So you can also email us. I will see it, and I can always just say, "Stacy, give me the link," and then I we yep. can I can send it to you. So either way, up, that's yeah. yeah. Put it on the Facebook page, uh, the Facebook group, or send us an email, creepykitchen gmail dot com. Uh, anything else to add? Um, our next episode is going to be Violent Night. So if you would like to watch along, and then we will make an announcement at some point about our next episode of Pantycast because yes. we're going to talk about it behind the scenes. Yeah, I will. We'll probably talk about what book we're going to talk about next month when we talk about Violent Night. Um, oh, yeah, totally. There's a few just, I, you know, I, if people want to read along, like, oh, yeah. The heads, there's the a few I want to mention to you. There's like a book I want to do, but I want to talk to you first because I don't know if you've okay. read it yet or not, but I totally want to do it. But totally we will discuss. Works. Discuss. Discuss, anyway, discuss amongst yourselves. I can discuss. So, if you have a fuckable uh, man cow, uh, you would like yes. to talk to, please yes. send us an email. You have, uh, post yeah, on we the can, we Facebook can totally page. Talk about fuckable man cows. Yeah, if man you want to talk about fuckable man cow, Matt, men cow, men cattle. Yeah, fuckable men cattle. Please, uh, we would love to hear about fuckable men cattle. Sure. It'll be a great time. Everyone would love it. And if you, you know, if you just want like some weird monster fucking images, I can hook you up. Uh, she can hook you up. She really can. She she's my go-to girl with anything um to do with monster fucking. I kid you not. Oh, yes. Sometimes I'll yes. just contact her and go, I need some monster fucking images. And sh- I you deliver. I get them mm-hmm. daily. I have and it's something great. like thirty thousand photos on my phone, and I think ten thousand of those are porn. And I'm pretty sure she also has um fuckable man cows too. So many. <laughs> many members of fuckable man uh, uh, men cattle yeah she she definitely has she runs the gamut of the of the of the, of the man cows i got dragons you want dragons she's got it all to one dick she's you want dragons to look like dragons you want dragons <laughs> to look like people My got friend, it all i can hook you up you want ice planet barbarian okay. smut i got all of it she got it all she got, got it all it. she's oh. she is like oh she's like in a world of pure imagination. <laughs> and by imagination, I mean weird-looking dongs. Anyway, we will be back next month to discuss Violent Night. Looking forward to it. Super stoked. Until then, uh, stay alive. That's yes. the best way. We don't really have a yes. closing uh, really. thing other than, other than that. I guess. 
stay creepy and kitschy and find a fuckable man cow. Right. <laughs> so, Remember, fuckable man cow. There fuckable go, man cow. Closing. There it is. But he fuckable asked man fuckable. cows. Good Don't night. Come at me with these unfuckable man cows. No, I know unfuckable man cows on this no, on this podcast. No, man cows. Only fuckable man cows here. Only. That's it. We have standards. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody. Right. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Fuckable man, cow. Bye.